Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Odo Approach, a podcast created by medical students for medical students to teach you about all things otolaryngology. I'm your host, Yusuf, and today we are joined by Dr. Rick Jaggi. Dr. Jaggi is an otolaryngologist, head and neck surgeon, who specializes in facial plastics and reconstructive surgery, as well as head and neck oncology. He's also the medical director of the FACE Institute here in Saskatoon. He completed medical school and residency at Dalhousie University in Halifax. He then left Halifax and completed a fellowship in facial plastics and reconstructive surgery, including microvascular reconstruction in Auckland, New Zealand. At the University of Saskatchewan, Dr. Jaggi is an associate professor in the Department of Surgery and is active in undergraduate and graduate teaching. Currently, Dr. Jaggi is the director of facial plastics and reconstructive surgery and the fellowship director of a new facial plastics and reconstruction program here at the University of Saskatchewan. So hi, Dr. Jaggi. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. To start, we'd love to just hear a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Yusuf, for uh, having me. It's a pleasure to, to speak to everyone today and hopefully answer some questions. Excellent. So what is it that originally drew you into otolaryngology? So what originally drew me to otolaryngology was the fact that it's a regional specialty. I like that there's a medical aspect and a surgical aspect to the specialty and that you uh, got to kind of deal with the issue as a whole, whatever the issue is, and uh, whether they need medical treatment or surgical treatment, you're the person. Excellent. So it sounds like there is a, there's definitely a good mix in ENT. Yeah, absolutely. So how did you decide to do a fellowship? So when, as I was progressing through my residency, I just became more and more uh, interested in the reconstructive component. Uh, we did a, a lot of free flaps, a lot of various types of reconstructions at Dalhousie, and I just gravitated towards that. During my fellowship, we had the opportunity to do a number of uh, cosmetic cases, and that sort of began to interest me as well. So, you know, just kind of with experience, I was attracted and just kind of followed what I was passionate about. Yeah, that's really interesting. And so can you explain to our listeners now the difference between the cosmetic and the medical practice? Yeah, so there's some obvious things. You know, cosmetic practice is not covered by the government uh, health plan, whereas medical practice is covered by the uh, government health plan. So there are two very different parts. One, you know, is for individuals looking to improve their appearance or to fix something that they're concerned about. The other is, you know, usually a result of either trauma or uh, cancer ablation, facial nerve palsy, congenital issues, things like that. Uh, and that's all covered by your Canadian health plan. So, you know, that, that part of the practice is definitely a bit simpler in that way. Obviously, if you're doing cosmetic, you have to have a way of explaining to patients the cost of the procedure or the surgery and charging them for it and all those things. It complicates things a bit. You know, with medical practice as a specialist, your referrals come from family doctors or emergency doctors, generally speaking. With cosmetic practice, those patients are calling the clinic directly or reaching out to you through your website. And so you just have to have the staff to deal with that influx of patients and deal with it appropriately. Obviously for um, operating, you know, with the uh, public or medical patients at the hospital or ambulatory care with cosmetic patients, you either have to have your own surgical center or you have to have a relationship with a surgical center at which to operate. At the FACE Institute, we have our own private surgical center. So those are also obviously levels of complexity and, you know, it takes, takes time and effort to arrange all those things. Yeah, no, I can understand. I, I can't imagine that it was easy setting up the FACE Institute. And, and as we've mentioned before, so you are the medical director of the FACE Institute. 
And so can you tell us a little bit about what that is and the role that that plays here in Saskatoon? Sure. So the Face Institute is a center which has both clinical and surgical facilities. One of the only centers that offers facial plastic surgery, anything from rhinoplasty to facelifts and things like that. The patients really like it because it's the same staff they meet when they come in for their consultation and things like that, or the staff that know them are the same staff they're dealing with when they come in for their surgery. So there's a level of comfort. There's a lot of people who don't want to go to a big surgical center or the, the hospital because they want some discretion. And so it's nice that we can offer that at the patients too. All right. What does a day in the life look like for you? So my days can be very, very different. That's probably one of the hardest things is I don't wake up and, you know, okay, I'm doing the same thing every day. I have to really plan my weeks out and know exactly where I will be in the following week. So there's some, I mean, there's a little bit of continuity repetition. So for instance, on Mondays in the morning, we do a multidisciplinary thyroid clinic with endocrinology in the afternoon. I do my skin cancer clinic at the hospital where we do excisions under local anesthetic Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I'm usually operating at the face Institute doing cosmetic cases. And, you know, those could be rhinoplasties, facelift, blepharoplasties, uh, all of those types of things. Thursdays, I usually operate at the hospital and in the main OR. Those cases are usually, you know, facial reanimation cases or free tissue transfer, doing free flaps, thyroids, parotids, that type of thing. So that's, those are Thursdays. And then Friday is a medical clinic. So then we do a big medical clinic on Fridays and see all of our pre-ops and post-ops and things like that. So that's, you know, and that can change obviously depending on numerous things, but that's kind of what the goal is for the week to look like. So it's, it's a busy week. Wow. Yeah, no, I can definitely understand. That sounds like quite the week that you've got on your hands there, Dr. Jaggi. So seeing as this podcast is by medical students for medical students, we wouldn't let you get out of here without asking for a bit of advice. So first, do you have any advice for medical students in general? And then second, for those that are looking to get into the field of otolaryngology, any tips and tricks for them? Yeah. So, you know, I get asked this question quite often, you know, you're, you become a medical student, in September, and it seems like a month later, everyone's asking you, okay, what kind of doctor are you going to be? And you haven't even been out of the classroom. I would say, and what I tell my medical students is, you know, in the first year, try to decide, do I want to do family medicine or do I want to specialize? And I think if by the end of first year, you can answer that question, you're doing pretty good. By the end of second year, if you're going to specialize, try to figure out, am I going surgical or non-surgical? And if by the end of the year, you'll know I'm going family or I'm going specialty. And if I'm going specialty, I'm going surgical or non-surgical. Those are, those are big questions to answer. So for those people who decide to go surgical, you know, then you have to kind of decide by the end of second year, because really in third year, you're trying to book electives and things like that. So it's important to have some idea and try to even spend some time shadowing uh, various different specialties that you're interested in and try to make some ideas of what types of specialties interest you and really try to follow your heart. I think any of these careers can be very taxing. And if you don't truly enjoy and love what you do, at the end of the day, it's almost not worth it. My first love was ENT and I really enjoyed that. And then I subspecialized in stuff that I just enjoyed even more. And now I've really pared down my practice to the things I really enjoy doing. So it's, it's not taxing in that way. I think, you know, when people talk about burnout and things like that, it's especially, you know, easy to burn out if you're doing something that you don't have your heart in. So that's a long-winded answer, but I hope that helps some people decide. I think deciding on a medical specialty is a really hard decision. You know, it, it takes a lot of effort and thought and uh, some people fall into it really easily. And for other people, it takes a lot more effort. Yeah, no, I can definitely understand. 
All right. Well, thank you so, so much, Dr. Jaggi. It has truly been really wonderful to hear you talk about your specialty and given us a little bit of insight into your world. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, we hope that you'll be back for our next episode.